Doc Raj, well, listen, welcome to Live Your Life with Purpose podcast. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk to you. We've got a lot of shit to talk about. You uh, you've done quite a bit. I'm uh, uh, want to wish you, you know, certainly you've you've had a lot of success, and certainly want to talk about that. Um, want to first off by say thank you for your service. I know you spent four years in the Marines, and so uh, thank you for that and uh, and your time doing that. And uh, but before we get going. I have to share a story that I don't think that you know, because uh, Kathy and I have only kind of talked about this. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, I never did CrossFit. You know, Kathy was doing CrossFit for probably about a year and a half before I even started. She started off at Echo and then moved to Iron Will and um, you know, I really had some great experiences. And during that time, like I would hear her talking about CrossFit and I'm in a background and I'm just like, you know, all right, whatever, like this. But in the in in my mind, like I'm loving what this is doing for her because, you know, she's a, she was a lot more confident. She got, you know, she both physically and mentally, what CrossFit does for folks is uh, it was crazy, um, and it was amazing for her. But I I was starting to maybe kind of feel a little jealous and whatever with some of that. And then all of a sudden, one day she posts a picture with with her and her friends. And then you, there you are in the background with your shirt off, you're ripped to shit, shit. You're like, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on in this place? Like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> And it was hysterical because here, you know, obviously now here we are all those years later. And uh, uh, it's just funny how kind of things come around. But initially I was just like, what the hell goes on in these places? Like, but you know, it's a, uh, it's a great, it's a, it's a nice little community that, uh, you know, that comes in and obviously with all of the work that people do, uh, the, the heat and the exhaustion comes in and Hey, listen, why wear a shirt? Right. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny because honestly, I mean, I was, I was young then too. Right. Oh, uh, well, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, dude, there's that. There's yeah. That was people. iron will. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many there's so many people's husbands that like had no idea who I was. They're like, who the f is this? <laughs> they're like, you know, because it does become it became a big part of people's lives. People like come yeah. home and they're like talk about like Roger this or Roger told me that, and they're like, what? Who's this guy? And why are you always like talking about him? Like, yeah, just teach your process, man. But but and that's it. But it's not like you were the only one with a shirt off or anything like that. I mean, you know, when and listen, you know, certainly as you get more and more comfortable with that. Um, that's something that CrossFit does. I mean, I never would have thought about doing that, but I have. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's amazing what sometimes CrossFit can give individuals. Uh, but it's, it, for me, it was an intimidating place to kind of get into, but that's far from it. I mean, it's, it's really not an intimidating place to go because it's certainly very welcoming to all levels of physical fitness. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that uh, you don't know thing right like the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't it's like there's this unknown when you're going in there and you're like oh shit like there's barbells dropping and there's sweaty rib dudes with their shirt off and there's it's I, loud and it's yeah loud and like there's all kinds of stuff and you're like oof I, is this the place for me but <laughs> there's so much that comes from that right like you're talking about like the the confidence that it gave kathy and like that's just how it affected her life and that mm. was that was that was a lot of it for me and i didn't realize how much mental fortitude I got from CrossFit oh, yeah. at a competitive level until 
I stopped being at a competitive level and I have other things that are a big deal in my life to do like business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was always just like, you know what, I've got something to do. I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it right now. Kind of a thing. And that was really, uh, I realized over time came back from, um, just doing hard things daily, right. Physical yeah. hard things. Like that's how I got to be like a, a good, that's an air quotes. And is not watching this like good. Athlete, right? <laughs> yeah. Regional on team was because I just put myself in that dark place where you get that little voice. that's like, you don't have to do this. Like, just stop. Like, this is uncomfortable. Like why? Like, there's no point. So you don't have to mm-hmm. do it. And just like getting really good at ignoring that voice that tells you to go back to bed in the morning, like wait to do these things. And like, Nope, I'm going to do this right now. And then that just carried over so much. And that's probably a lot of what you saw with Kathy too. Right. It's mm. just, just well, doing hard things daily. Well, that's it. And then not only that, but, you know, she was somebody that would always say, oh, I don't have any upper body strength, but then to find her to be able to do these different things. And, you know, if we're moving furniture for her to be like, all right, let's go. And, and, and that, like, that's powerful for somebody, anybody, everybody to be able to, you know, not have to rely on other people to not have to, to just kind of take that away and be like, you know, I've got strength. And listen, as we get older, you know, we lose some of that. So to be able to maintain that, to be able to, you know, play with my nephews and throw them up in the air and not get tired. um, You know, that's a great place for me to be. uh, But it all comes from that. And uh, um, I know that. So you stumbled into CrossFit early, right? Well, while you were still in the Marines? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I actually don't remember how I found CrossFit. I was in Iraq and I had uh, this guy Ross Enamite a boxing coach from Connecticut actually I mm. found him somehow on the internet from Ramadi Iraq <laughs> and ordered some books from him uh and it's kind of funny because like right down the road right yeah uh, ordered some books from about like I think it's called full throttle conditioning and like just different things that he has out and it was like a spiral bound book he like took photos with his phone or something no it's phone's phone cameras weren't that good back then like a yeah. digital camera right yeah and uh following that and then I just kind of stumbled somehow on CrossFit like I don't remember finding it mm-hmm. I was like oh this is kind of cool and then I just transitioned over to that so yeah I mean I was uh I was 18 when I was in Iraq 18 yeah yeah yep. so I, was, I was pretty young when I saw not as young as some of the kids these days that are doing it they're yeah. gonna be complete animals on there when they get older <laughs> or animals now right like some of these 16 year olds yeah geez for um, real but yeah, so then that like that, that really kind of led me into where I am now because I got into to I was really never really big into fitness before the Marine mm-hmm. before the Marine Corps. I remember trying to get ready for boot camp and I was like, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna put on my all gray sweatsuit, I'm gonna run a mile, I'm gonna die thinking like I'm killing it, do some like crunches in my room and some bicep curls. Yeah, ten minutes and be like, all right, that was a lot of work. And then uh, when I got to boot camp, I was like, all right, that's a rude, <laughs> that's a rude, rude thing. Um, I was able to hit at least the minimum standards when I got in. <clears throat> really the middle of the packer and the fitness level. Yeah. I'm in, I'm just competitive. So I was like, you know what? I want to have the best PFT physical fitness test. Mm-hmm. I can. So I use, when I found CrossFit, I was like, dude, I'm going to kill it with this. Yeah. And I crossed endurance. I went from like a, like a 27 minute three mile to an 18 minute three mile run. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like 20 pulps was nothing and, and crushed it there. And then I ended up in a position where I was, um, the body composition platoon NCO, which is where, hmm actually called the fat bodies right the people that can't meet their height and weight standards or they can't pass the physical fitness standards so on their uh, their chow time their lunch i would be their guy they got to run them through uh, some physical training to help them you know meet the goals that they needed to meet if they wanted to stay in 
Some people embrace it. Some people didn't. We had some good, some life changing like experiences in there. And that's what really got me into thinking like, damn, like I can do this. Like I like this. And that led me into uh, emailing Keith when I was coming back from Afghanistan and I'm getting ready to come out. Cause I saw like, there's a CrossFit gym. Oh, he's in the airport. Yeah. Yep. I play the military card and say I'm deployed. And I literally, I don't know if you know this, but I actually asked him specifically, Hey, can I come work out at your gym for free? <laughs> while I'm home? <laughs> And he was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then, He's like, just a great guy. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was like, I'll just go to Westover, but I've never really been to a real CrossFit gym. So let me mm. ask him. But I also had like a really scarce mindset when it came to money then. And it was like, you know, I'm a young married individual in the Marine Corps, which usually comes with really bad, uh, being really bad with finances. <laughs> so I was, I was definitely living paycheck to paycheck at that point, you know? And I was like, sure. Yeah. Um, probably spending more money on booze than food too at that point like that comes to the marine corps territory um but so he was like yeah why not so then like on my way out of town i just stopped in to say uh thanks and he was like hey if you ever uh, follow our programming just post on the blog and like because mm. of that i started following the programming and then i like ended up working there because when i got out of the marine corps yeah. I was like, like i'm a high school dropout i don't like school but i've got this gi bill that people like actually join the military to use so it seems like i should use that so do i go to college or i open a gym i was like you know what i'm gonna work at a gym <laughs> go to college and then like crossfit okay. i didn't know what to go to college for crossfit really is what pushed me into getting into to physical therapy school because yeah now- which is that's fantastic and now one of the things that you know for me that resonates like because i was I was, I was that, I was that guy that could never run a, my two mile time during my high school football days. I would have to run it during double sessions cause I can never meet my time. But then here I was after my mother passed, uh, committing myself to go run a half marathon, uh, which ultimately led me to go see you because I had a full hip replacement. But during that time, uh, I found David Goggins during that time. And, you know, that was one of the most powerful things for me to really start to get this mentality of pushing myself past my boundaries that I had or past these uncomfortable places that I felt. Uh, because I never really, you know, when I look back then in my life at that point, I had, I never really had pushed past those, those boundaries where we say, oh, I'm tired. That's good for today. And it's just like, well, no, you're not done yet. And so, you know, I know that that's a, you know, that's certainly something that is instilled in the Marines, but then CrossFit also gives you some of that because it's like, okay, well, the workout's not over and you, regardless of the time you, you know, you finish your workout and slowly, but surely you start to see yourself improve and do things that you could never do before, which gives you a mindset of being able to do more than, you know, you did yesterday. Yeah. And you know, what? I think a lot of that is uh, <clears throat> the power of coaching and uh, accountability, the power of the group, because I would never do those things. I would have never gotten there on my own working out by myself. I wouldn't have pushed yeah. myself. Like when I was training for, for regionals or competing at regionals or uh, even just like doing the open or training, like I didn't put myself in any of those positions, like for my own benefit, it was like for the power of the team. It was to like give the gym members like something to be proud of because people love that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like go to this gym, like there's some badasses here and like we're out there representing. So like I put myself in that discomfort, not for me, not for my benefit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it was cool to like be on the team and like get recognition, especially when you're young and immature. It's like, Hey, look at me sometimes. Right. But 
yeah of course it's also like <clears throat> that was awesome to have a sense of pride to have people come and be like that's my gym and like be a part of that and you learn a lot of things from being able to kind of turn off a place in your brain of being uncomfortable so that you can push through in business uh you know person like whatever it is there are going to be uncomfortable times where we're faced with hard decisions, hard choices. And what do we do with, what do we do with those inflection points? And, uh, you know, I really, regardless of whether it's CrossFit or anything else, I think that it's always important for us to continue to explore those points because then we continue to build resilience when tougher inflection points come in. Uh, but if we, if we allow all of these easy inflection points to kind of give way to, uh, yeah, I'll do that. It's no big deal. I'll do that. No big deal. It makes it, it makes those harder, harder points, tougher to kind of push past. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think uh, a big thing that sets successful people apart is their ability to do those hard things, but also to just make the decision, right? Like hmm. so many people get hung up on, uh, should I do this? Should I not do this? What's the right decision? Let me think about it. And I, I don't know, like whatever it is, my little ritual is pray to little baby Buddha for the next 37 nights while I sacrifice a goat and then I'll come to an answer. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I, I talked to a lot of people. <laughs> uh, it's like, just, just make a decision. Like now, tomorrow, next week, like nothing changes. Right. The yeah. only thing that changes is if you've made a good decision, now you're however long behind on that good decision. And if you made a bad decision, now you're however long behind on recovering from that bad decision. And then it's like, mm -hmm. dude, what's the worst that happens? Like thinking in absolutes, like what is the absolute worst thing that happens? Realistically, nothing. Yeah. Bad. Like it's going in your head. Like you want to start a business and it fails. Like what's the worst that happens? You get nothing. a job. Yeah. You go back to doing what you were doing before. Yeah. Great. Like, what's the best thing that happens? You change you and your family's lives and everybody around you lives forever for the better. Mm -hmm. There's no brainer there. You know, and I and I love that you talk about you went from being a high school dropout to now you're a doctor of physical therapy. And so, you know, you didn't like school before, but here you are, you found CrossFit and you found that, hey, listen, there's a place that I could take all of this knowledge and all of these things that I've learned along the way. And then give that back to people, be able to help them through the different processes and, you know, how to recover, how to, you know, work on an injury, all of those things. And so like, that's a great story because a lot of people get frustrated or they'll put themselves into a place where uh, based on either information that they're given to themselves or information that other people are giving to them of what they can't do. Um, and it's great to be able to kind of take that that one point and kind of turn that into, you know, a place that not a lot of people get to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, this being proud of things uh, for me was never a strong point. So like, even now, like just taking like where I've come from and where I am now and be like, yeah, like, that's pretty cool. Like I'm proud of that. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. So yeah, I appreciate like the recognition. Like that is, uh, and I've had to turn my whole life around, right? Like I was headed to a very bad, uh, very bad place in life. I was going to end up in jail or dead. There's a lot of the people that I was hanging out with then, uh, if not every single one of them, is mm. either in jail or dead, right? So uh, to, to now being uh, somebody that can like 
is focused on like helping people. And, and I realized recently, or maybe not so recently, but I realized like that's my whole life. My whole life is centered on like, how do I help other people? Yeah. And I think we need more people like that, right? Like, well, you know, this journey is individual. I mean, it's all on you. There's no, you know, but there's a lot of people that want to help. And, you know, there are lots of people that will help, but in return, you know, you have to do that for, for others as well, right? Like it can't just all be one-sided. So helping others just allows everything to keep moving. So the more that we support each other, the more that we uplift each other and, you know, support that. Absolutely. I, you know, there was, there was something that somebody posted, uh, I forget, I think it was like Tim Ferriss or something along those lines, where it's just like, we have all these baby showers. Why don't we have, you know, small business showers where, <laughs> where anybody who opens up a business, we all come in and, you know, find a way to support. And, uh, you know, that's, but that's key, right? Because it takes, you were saying, it sounds easy to just kind of take that first step, but it's never very easy. And, and for some people, it can be a, just a, 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 an insurmountable place that they, that they can't push past. Uh, so you did. I mean, you went from you know, kind of working in this field to then saying, I don't like the way that I deliver care and I want to do it differently. And you found a way to do that. But that takes a big leap of faith uh to do that <laughs> and 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 uh you know and you've done a great job i remember i mean you know it was great we were uh you know having different conversations as as businesses were starting up you had already been started and i was just kind of getting established and you know one of the things that you did was really surround yourself with people that were doing it so that you could you know, learn and move and, and, and really, you know, you did it very quickly, which is fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, super important, right? Like you're, you're the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. In uh, you, you, it's just in general, you become like those who you surround yourself with. So if you want to grow and you want to change your life, but you're still hanging out with the people that aren't on that level, it's going to make it very difficult. And that's a hard thing for people to accept like well these are my friends like i've known them my whole life and no one's saying that you're gonna be like hey uh listen i'm too good for you and you're holding me back you just like kind of slowly focus on yourself right like well and yeah and i yeah and and not that you have to ever get rid of that but it's like it's a, it's there are priorities and unless you're understanding what your priorities are uh, you know, you can, yeah, you can never find ways to bring that into your life. And some of those priorities are talking to people that are doing what you want to do so that you can learn and you, you can navigate that space easier than having to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And not thinking of yourself like as better. And that's what I think a lot of people, that's the problem they struggle with. They're like, well, now I have to tell my friends that I think I'm better than them or I, no, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. They're just saying that you have to prioritize on spending your time with the people who are where you want to be and are like what you want to be like mm -hmm. the only way to get there no one's saying that you can't ever see your friends and you can't like you have to remove them or that you're better from them because you're not yeah. you're no. not better than anybody right like that's it everyone is their own shining star yeah it, it, so it's just hard for people to wrap their head around it. and and if there's a financial commitment uh to hanging out yeah. with people that are better than you like that just people are like well i can't do that dude i spent eighteen thousand dollars right to surround to surround myself with some people that are doing what i want to do successfully and uh 
like that's a yearly investment. That's not like a mm -hmm. one time thing. That's like a $18,000. Why would you do that? Well, look at what it got me. You know what I mean? Like what's the worst thing that happens? Amount of $18,000. Okay. Whatever. Like that's a lot of money. Like that's a big, you can deal. always, yeah. Well, you can always make more money, but Almost. you can't, you know, you can't have that opportunity to, uh, uh, to get back that time or to, you know, build this business. Yeah. And I mean, dude, I just spent, uh, some time down in Charleston with some people that are like extremely successful and a beach house with uh, a couple of different, like millionaires that have <laughs> multiple business avenues. And I'm like, and I talked to them actually, when I was down there, I was like, dude, I don't know how I ended up in this situation here with you. It is beach is four story beach house with an elevator right now. <laughs> <laughs> blows my mind like i'm definitely not one of them right but i'm around those people and i see how they make decisions and i continue to like and they're all just great people like yeah. they've all gotten to where they are in life because their entire life mission is literally just helping people like the, mm -hmm. all their different businesses and ventures is like service-based like they could go sell freaking solar panels and make a lot more money than they're making right now but everything that they have going on is like just helping yeah. people become a better person. And we were talking a lot about that. And I talked a lot with people like in my business group, right? My business yep. coach group. Like I did a Facebook live with them and I was like, people think of you just as business coaches, but you guys are life changers. Like my personal growth as a human being, my maturity, mm -hmm. my personal relationships, my everything, just like you and I talk about, Scott, has gotten better. Like that's why I'm doing well in business because it's like just business success comes on the back of massive, massive, uh, personal growth unless you're like trying to swindle people in the short term like then whatever like you it's going to come back at some point in time yeah right? exactly uh, just like um what's the name the wolf of wall street right like that guy made a ton of money but look what happened to him like doing shady things right like it's <laughs> it comes back to bite you but i think that i think that from what i know uh i was actually just talking to a guy who knows him who said that, uh, you know, they got into some good business afterwards and things of that yeah. nature, but just like anything, right. We always have the ability to kind of say, okay, I didn't make the best of choices back then, but I only have to worry about what I'm doing right now and moving forward. And so, you know, that's a, I, th I think it's a perfect kind of segue into that because, you know, we don't always, always make the best decisions, but we can always choose to make better decisions going forward. Yeah. And, yeah, that has a lot to do with one first rewind uh jordan belfort is his name the wolf of wall street yeah he's actually just taking a skill set and he's teaching it still like how people do it but he's just making sure they're not doing it in a shitty way and like yeah he is very adamant about that like if you're going to do this in a shitty way like just don't do it don't just don't exactly uh, like, moving forward uh and not living in the past is hard for people people want to they want to they want to stay miserable people uh, change is hard right there's a lot of resistance it's scary you don't know what's coming um and it's easier to just stay in a crappy situation like a toxic relationship right like mm -hmm. oh it will change like i know this like this is what life is and they just kind of settle um and they they accept just staying there and in their bad decision just because you made a bad decision doesn't mean you have to keep making that decision right being able to just accept things and move on is very um learning and growing yeah it's hard it's hard and like you know i study the stoicism now right and that stuff is i say study but i read a lot of it i don't know if it's not so study. i read it every morning you know it's still yeah it's, it's, so it becomes a study yeah and i'm trying to like embody it more every single day it's not easy like it's not it's, not easy. it's hard to only focus on the things that you can control because the only things that you 
really can control in life are your own thoughts and feelings about things. You can't control like what happened or what somebody else has did or like if you've got a car accident or you're stuck in traffic or your wife cheated on you or whatever it is you can't control any of that the only thing that you can control are your own thoughts emotions and actions and that is not an easy thing to do nope nope not at all no it's really one of the hardest and but it's you know we don't want to it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort to to work on that and you know but you have to do it you have to do it every day so that, you know, when you're not acting in the way that you want to act, you're like, oh, shit, I got to I got to reel it back in. And uh, and that's it. One, one of my uh, mentors, Jared Moon, has a book uh, called Killing Comfort. It's all about just like doing hard things daily over decades and like getting out of all the stuff that we're talking about right now. It's it's just it's just so hard. It's not easy. Right. But that's what it is. It's that consistency daily over decades or, hey, making that decision today was hard making the decision tomorrow a little bit less hard, mm-hmm. right? And still, just like CrossFit, like we were talking about earlier, like it's just something that you do. I've got this resistance. I'm exhausted. This is hard, but I'm doing it anyways to, without even thinking about it because this is just this is just what I do now. Getting up for 5 a.m. workouts was <laughs> brutal, but then you get into this routine and it's an amazing way to start the day that, you know, it's, it's yeah. And, and so, but then once you lose that routine, it's super difficult to, to get back to something. Momentum is a very, very powerful force that we don't give enough credit for because when you lose it, it's super tough to get it back. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I also want to go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, that's why I want to set new goals. I track it, right? Like I mm. set goals and the average time to create a new habit is 66 days. It's anywhere between like 22 and a little bit over a year, depending on the level of difficulty, but the average mm-hmm. is 66. So every single day I start my day with writing down like habit, whatever it is, like take a cold shower day number 32 this morning, right? Like just making the habit and track mm-hmm. because what gets tracked, gets, what gets measured gets improved. Well, and that's it because, you know, if you just, if you just have it in your mind, like, Oh, I'm going to make some changes this week to my food and let's see how things go. And so Monday and Tuesday are going to be great. Wednesday is probably things are going to go to shit. Thursday, you're going to start thinking, Oh, I got to get things back on track. And by Friday, you'll be like, Oh, I had a smoothie this morning. Everything is good. And I did well. But like, that's not the case. And until you, you know, kind of write things down and look at it, mentally what you are going to achieve versus you know actually what you are going to achieve or what has happened going to be two different things and um you know when you're trying to move the needle those things are important yeah yeah absolutely what were you gonna say i don't want to like sidebar oh yeah no 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 plenty of sidebar but um i really i wanted to then talk about just uh you taking that leap and and you know opening up your own practice um, was really due to what, frustration, right? Because I remember I was going to see you and it was right at that transition time where you were helping people. I just had my full hip replacement and uh, I was going for, I, after my two weeks, I started outpatient therapy and we started working together, but you spent more time with me than you should have or could have, but that was part of the frustration, right? Like you wanted to help people. But given the constraints of the traditional system, you just weren't able to give the care that you wanted. Is that, is that kind of how this all evolved for you? 
Yeah. Yes and no. Um, yeah. The whole intent about going to PT school was to be able to give back to the local athletic community, right? I wanted to be the guy that could help people when everybody told them, eh, just stop doing that. Or my favorite, like, ah, oh, just use less weight, do more reps. Like, it hurts when I reach overhead. Well, you want me to do that more? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so that's really what yeah. motivated me because people were going out and they're getting injured and their doctors or chiropractors, their PTs, they were like, ah, just stop doing that. Like, no, you can't stop. Dude, you just lost 80 pounds and you're off all of your cholesterol and heart medication, diabetes, like all that stuff. Um, you, you can't just stop because then your life is going to go back to what it was before. So let me figure out some ways to help you. And I found mm -hmm. that I was like helping people that were told that they couldn't be helped. And I had literally no formal education. And I was like, damn, what can I do if I had some formal education? So then when I got out of PT school, um, I really had no idea how to help people. And I was, mm -hmm. like, I was like, oh, cool, I got this doctorate, got this degree, got this license. I don't know how to help people. Maybe, and there was a big maybe, maybe I don't know how to, like, maybe I know how to not hurt somebody, but I wasn't even like confident <laughs> in that. So I sought out a lot of mentorship and that's kind of where things diverged. I never really planned to open a business, but I did plan on like trying to help the athletes the best I could. How I was going to go about doing that wasn't really like set into place. Right. Yeah. Um, so then I found some mentorship and I spent a long time, a couple of years, three years, actually, if you like aggregate, it's over two years, but it's three years of aggregate of education overlapped uh, out in Woburn and Boston. And then when I finished that, that was in January and I was much, much more confident having uh, countless hours of one-on-one -on -one, like mentorship with people that have been doing this for, you know, more than twice the time that I've been alive that actually in ways that actually make sense. Cause there's a lot of like literature out there that doesn't mm -hmm. make common sense and people like treat in ways that literally, like if you think about it, you're like that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's yeah. some literature, but there's big holes. So I was really confident in that. And then, yeah, you know, I'm treating people, and uh, it's just not what I want, right? Like there's these people that are just not getting better and the insurance is saying like, ah, no, you can't, you're done. You know, your goals are too big. You're like, hey, I wanna get back to running. I wanna get back to CrossFit. I wanna be able to hike the Appalachian Trail with my family, whatever it is. And your insurance company's like, oh, you can walk? Perfect. Yeah, you're good, no more visits. Or like someone tears their ACL and you're like, hey, I'm gonna need 20 visits, which is actually way lower than I would ever need. Or I'm like, hey, like, let's see you like 70 visits. And the insurance company is like, you got 16, do what you can. Yeah. You know? And then every couple of visits, I got to ask for more visits and there's these lapses in care and people don't get seen for two months. And then they get these surprise bills, right? They're paying this $75 copay every visit. And then three months down the road, uh, you, you get a surprise bill for $4,000. And you're like, and then especially if they're my friends, like, I don't know if that happened to you, but like, then people are no. my friends or somebody that I know. And they're like, dude, what the hell is this about? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't deal with that. And that's very, very common. And then it's crazy. Like, yeah, you and I, like we spent a lot of time together and I tried to do that with everybody that I could. It's hard when you have four patients at the same time though. And that's like mm -hmm. the standard, right? Um, there's some places where you get 30 minutes with a patient, but still like, that's not enough, right? Like I spent 30 minutes talking and getting to know somebody and like really digging into like what's going on in your life. Never mind, like getting to movement and all of that stuff. So it just, yeah, the quality of care was poor. And then like I was having these crossfitters and weightlifters and people coming to see me and I'm like, hey, I need some equipment. Like I need a barbell, I need some plates. And I'm like, yeah, no. Like, what are you guys getting people back to? You know, I have blood flow restriction that I do here. Like I was, 
I was the first like in Western Mass to like really bring that in and start doing that. Yeah. And I bought my own stuff for the clinic because they refused to use it. And then they told me that I can't use mine there because insurance doesn't pay extra for it. Wild. Like, what? Yeah. So <clears throat> I just got really frustrated and uh, you know, Brittany, my girlfriend was telling me and my friend Luke and a bunch of people were always telling me, you should be in business. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, first of all, insurance reimbursement is terrible. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to deal with that. You have to submit things and like, you might get paid, you might not. It could be six years later, six months later, it could be a year later. It could be, you give a whole bunch of treatment and they decide not mm-hmm. to pay for it. And- yeah. And cash that, that, yeah, it's a, unless you're a huge company that, I mean, have cash flow issues like that are horrible yeah yeah absolutely so then um and you know like the way that we do business as an auto network clinic right or technically it's called non-contracted but insurance doesn't even use the right words for things to confuse people all of the time it's non-contracted we don't have contracts with insurance companies that doesn't mean you get reimbursed if you have out of network coverage mm-hmm. right you can potentially be reimbursed 60 to 80 percent you can use your health savings your flex spending account um, and we're actually leaving money on the table doing that, right? Like I could see more patients with insurance and we could be making, we could probably make double the amount of money that we're making now if yeah. we were to do business with insurance companies and treat differently. But that's not what I want to do, man. I want to give quality care. I want to help people accomplish their goals, dude. I want to help people get back to setting PRs and breaking world records and lifting when they're 80, right? We, we said something about longevity earlier, some, or something mm-hmm. maybe think about longevity. And like, dude, that's my goal. I want people to be squatting and deadlifting and running when they're 80. I don't want you to be in a nursing home in a wheelchair at seven years old. That's bullshit. Excuse me, I'm mm-hmm. not but like, I've already sworn. Yeah, no, you're fine. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy to me the way that the healthcare is set up because a lot of it is like, hey, um, a, a a patient better is one less paying client, and that's yeah. that's ridiculous, right? Like, people are always gonna need some kind of healthcare. Like, my goal is to make it so people don't need me. Right. Like I go around and do workshops for free, teaching people yeah. the things that people pay me to teach them. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we're teaching a lot of people this stuff. <laughs> we put this in a workshop so you can get better before you like you ever need to go see somebody. But that's it. And it's really, you know, especially once I started along this journey and then I got hurt from the running. I was just like, okay, well, my goal is just to to do this for as long as possible, right? Like after I went through everything with my mother, you know, I had set a goal to just be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. So that's an that's that's just an overall goal. And now, you know, every year that changes a little bit, but there's still that just that functional fitness of of pushing myself to do different things that sometimes are pretty crazy, but also you know, moving a bar around and doing things so that I continue to have strength so that I don't lose it as I get older. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I can to, to just have fun with my nephews and do all of those things. I don't want to not be able to kayak when I'm 70 because I can't lift the kayak into the water. Yeah, that's completely unnecessary. I mean, you, you look around at that age demographic and there are very different ends of the spectrum. And it has to do with lifestyle choices you can't turn 65 and be like well you can but it's probably not the best method right but i'm gonna turn my life around you can't but you have a much harder time starting mm-hmm. at 60 70 years old than if you start at 10 20 30 doesn't matter really there's never oh, too late yeah. to start like 
if we can help people, a lot of times we see people that have stopped working out, right? They had a healthy lifestyle. They weren't able to get answers. And usually by the time people uh, see us, they've lost countless hours of their life, spent thousands and thousands of dollars and gotten a huge runaround, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm doing all the right things. I got an EMG and uh, yeah, I got an EMG. I got an MRI. I saw this person. I saw this specialist. Thousands and thousands of dollars has been two years. And, uh, you know, then they've gained 80 pounds. They haven't done anything that they like to do. They can't walk with their kids or their dog or go up the stairs. It's been like that for two years of their life. Like, imagine that. Mm -hmm. And then so what we do, like, I don't even, I wish that we didn't even have physical therapy, like in our sign. Like it's technically not part of our name, it's just move athletics. It was like a last second decision. Yeah. Like maybe I should put that in there, but I wish I didn't because really we're not physical therapy. It's rehab, right? It's like lifestyle training. But it's, when you think of physical therapy, that's not what we do. Like you don't come here and get hot packs and ultrasound and massage. I call that a hum job, hot pack, ultrasound, mm -hmm. massage. Bunch of stuff that gets you a bunch of money from the insurance company and does nothing to get you better, but it feels good and people will come back for us. So you keep getting paid. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I totally yeah. lost my train of thought there, but. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you do there. Yeah. We're, we're so much more than just that. Like people come in, we go deep, right? People are like, no, nobody's ever asked me why this is important to me. Like, I don't care that your knee hurts. I do. I do care that your knee hurts, but I care more about why that's important to you. Yeah. Like your knee hurts been hurting for five years. Like, why are you getting help for it now? Well, now I can't run okay, cool. But like, that's still surface. Like, why is running important to you? Mm -hmm. uh, because I used to be obese and I'm scared of getting back there. Or my parents had a heart attack and I don't want that. Okay. Why don't you want that? Well, cause I want to be around for my kids and I want to accomplish these goals. I'm going to do these things and set these examples. And now like, okay, that's something that we can work with, right? We can help you accomplish that goal. We're mm -hmm. going to set you up to do that while we address your knee pain. Like your knee pain going away is like a side effect of helping you accomplish that goal. That's does, it. That, does that make sense? No, oh, it's totally sense. So we're always talking sleep, nutrition, healthy habits. Like uh, yeah, somebody just had a, 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 their first visit with uh, one of my employees, Amy, earlier. Um, and they're like, dude, why has nobody talked to me about this stuff in the last 10 years? 10 years of me dealing with this. I'm, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, right? Somebody else earlier in one of her appointments, uh, they left like in tears because like, they were just had so much stuff going on and somebody actually took the time to listen and understand. And that's so impactful and meaningful. And now for the first time, and for her, it was six years. Like she has hope. Like how powerful is that just to have hope? You know what I mean? Well, and, and also there's probably a little bit of, uh, of by the time somebody comes to kind of work for you, I, I think that sometimes people take their own physical therapy and rehab, like it's somebody else's responsibility to get them better. Um, but it's not, it's, it's my responsibility to get better. I'm coming to you for advice and how to make that happen because I don't know how to do that for myself, but you can't do the work. Like if I come to see you and I'm going every week, if I don't do anything outside of that, then, then yeah. I'm always going to come to see you basically. Yeah. I mean, it Typically, for most people, we, we, once a week is the maximum that we see people, right? Yeah. Like it's really necessary. And it's post-surgical. It's a special circumstance. Like, we might see people twice a week for a little bit, right? But until we can get them as independent as possible, and that's just circumstances dictate that as what's best for them. But my yeah. goal is to, to give you the tools to stay pain-free, to get pain-free, 
and stay that way long term, right? So you're absolutely right. People want something done for them. People want a magic pill. Like if I had a magic pill, I could charge a lot of money for that. People will pay <laughs> a lot of money for them to have to do nothing, right? That's why people are like, I'm gonna go uh, spend five thousand dollars on stem cell injections, which you know, when people were first started doing it, there wasn't like a lot of literature on it. Like, I don't know, like this may work, this may not work, but I'm gonna spend $5,000 because it's something somebody can do to me. And uh, I don't really have to I do feel better. Yeah. I don't have to do too much. I just have to spend money. Like it's their time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell everybody, like, I literally verbatim tell people, I'm not going to get you better. Right. Like I'm going to give you the tools to get better. I'm going to walk you along the way, but in the end, it's really up to you whether you do what you have to or not. So I set that expectation right up front, like our first initial, I mean, even when people talk to Jess on the phone, right, for their initial mm-hmm. uh, phone call, if they're chatting with her, uh, like to just see if we're a good fit. Like, first of all, who, who do you know that takes 20 minutes on the phone with each and every potential uh, client, right, person yeah. to help to make sure that we're the best fit to them. And then if we're not, we send them somewhere else, like every single person even when we allow people to schedule new appointments online mm-hmm. we call each and every single person right like hey we saw you schedule an appointment let's chat before you come in and waste your time to make sure that we are the best place to help you and if not we send them somewhere else like that's crazy yeah but it's just good business because again you know <clears throat> that's that's your reputation you don't want somebody to come in and feel a certain way you know what i mean and so you know you want to just do the right thing for folks and so that pays off you know and and uh your transition and or your growth from when you first started to kind of where you're now is really amazing you know hats off i uh uh i know when you first started off um you know kind of renting space from where you were and then kind of moving and, and now landing up to where you have, uh, uh, you know, some great office space uh, that you can kind of do things that you want to, you now you've got a few people that are in the facility as well working for you. I think that that's uh, fantastic, Roger. Yeah. Thanks. And, and that, that again, just comes down to like helping people. Right. Because for me, it's, uh, it's like, how can I be a who for somebody, right? Mm. There's two ways to go about things. You can figure out how to do it, or you can figure out like a who. So I have a lot of issues that I don't know how to deal with, right? Because it's not my strong suit in business, in whatever, right? So I've got a who for the front desk, but in the return, like I'm also changing her life for the better. And, you know, these therapists come in and we're able to give them uh, a solution to the problem that every single person that actually cares and wants to work with an athletic population in physical therapy has, right? I had to open my own place because there was literally nowhere to do it. Mm. There was nowhere. There really still isn't. Like we're, we're the only place, you know? Um, so yeah, it's great for them not to have to go through that struggle and to be able to say, I don't like these things about my life. Like I'm going to change it. I'm going to be able to like Amy, right? Like she got her degree in 99 and then she actually got out of the field didn't enjoy the insurance. She's like, this is not what I want to do. So she is a professional bodybuilder competitively. And uh, she did a lot of fitness stuff, right? And then she also likes working with kids and youth athletes. She's got four kids and most of them play hockey. Two of them are goalies. Like, it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So she did a lot of stuff like with Shriners. She still like Moonlight's there in their motion analysis lab where they do really cool motion analysis shit with like trackers. and. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So that was like her passion. Like, how do I help kids and like just be with fitness and like help out with rehab? Now she has this place where she can work with kids in 
fitness doing rehab all together like literally blending. <laughs> and like that's amazing to be able to do that for somebody and then on yeah. the other side of that when there's more people here we can help more people right like if i was still taking yeah. all the phone calls and doing all the scheduling like that takes my time away from being able to help people yeah. and then i can only help people some so many people myself right so now we've got somebody else that comes on and is trained in our way of thinking and, and everything jives well and you get the same experience the same thought process the same everything mm-hmm. along the way like now we can help exponentially more people you know and we're oh, yeah. our last student actually to, to get his license too uh to come on really just by chance because like hey we're probably we're gonna definitely be hiring by the time like you get your license uh again perfect and he was like oh yeah i can't even like imagine working anywhere else he's like i'm dreading and i was like oh cool like let's just talk about that now then (laughs) (laughs) that's excellent roger so you know uh one thing that i certainly as 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 a recruiter i always ask people um kind of one question and uh so i'm interested for you what this one thing is but um even for yourself you know you said that it's sometimes hard to kind of uh uh, pinpoint something or to recognize an accomplishment. But what's the one thing, you know, kind of looking back through all this career and everything that you've, you've done and have been able to do that you're most proud of? Um, yeah, that is a tough question. Of My, course it is. Yeah. yeah. Really what comes to heart uh, what comes to mind, heart, whatever it is, it's very personal, right? It's really nothing to do with business. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's the personal growth, right? It's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, becoming the parent that like I wanted to be. It's being more calm, like with my kids. It's it's being able to build a relationship where they're not like afraid to come talk to me, and they're not afraid to make mistakes. Right. Like they know that if they make a mistake, like there might be repercussions, but yeah, it's like safe to talk to me and I'm going to make sure that they understand what's going on and why and, and set them up for a better way of thinking in the future. It's uh, it's being able to um, break this trend of like toxic relationships that I've had throughout my whole life, whether that's with family or intimate, uh, you know, relationships. Sure. It's like being able to look at those things and completely turn around the relationship uh, that I have with everybody in my life um, is this thing that I'm most proud of, like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Without that, like, what is the purpose? Like, what is the point? That's fantastic. That's great. Uh, I appreciate all that you've shared, Roger. It's, uh, It's nice to, you know, kind of look at an evolution and realize that you know, we have the ability to change, we have the ability to kind of move ourselves in different directions. And, you know, the more that we talk to individuals who have done that and highlight these things, then the more that it makes it, um, you know, maybe less scary for somebody else to say, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to try that. And so yeah, so the more that we support each other, the more that we think about who we want to be, and then make sure that we're acting in that capacity. um, You know, it just makes this, uh, it just makes it, you know, so much easier. And, you know, so yeah, congratulations on all of it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think you're 100% right about that. It's the the power of group too, right? Like knowing that there's a community. If anybody's out there listening to this and they want to like chat with me, just reach out. I'm pretty easy to find on Instagram, Facebook, email, like go to my website, reach out. I'd love to chat like about your life, like whatever it is. Yeah. That's great. Excellent.